0: And welcome back to Afterburn After Hours, Part Two. We back of the Seven Cornerstones. We back. <laughs> it's just the two of us this time, again. Usually for uh, yeah for the for the Cornerstone conversation, and uh, you know we're we're now over hundred episodes, and we've we've done a lot of these, and uh, you know Cass and I have been holding down the the pod for a while.
1: Holding it down, man.
0: And, you know, want to thank you guys. As as you know, we don't take any kind of, you know, sponsorships for the show. We don't make any money off the show. We don't monetize the show to make money off of it. This is purely our gift to everyone else. So to help us out, please do me a favor. Like, share, you know, repost, do all the things because it helps the show out. To gain traction but you know if it's impacted your life chances are it's going to impact somebody else's life so do the right thing and share it and that would be uh, a huge way to show us your support and thankfulness for being listeners because we don't make money off the show and we're it's coming out of our budget you know this is an expense that uh that that we feel is beneficial and so uh so we do it for you but uh but do something for us and like and share right Mm -hmm. yeah I was told you yesterday I was Insta-famous. You're Insta-famous now? I told you you're going to get there. and You made it.
1: Yeah, but if you look at my actual Instagram, I'm definitely not Insta-famous.
0: But, but how are you Insta-famous?
1: I was told by one of the new coaches that I was Insta-famous and basically a celebrity mm. is the word she used. And I was like, I I remember I turned around because there was other people around me. I was like, you're talking about me? And I just like pointed at myself and she was like, yes. So it was cute.
0: How was? Did she tell you why, or just like told you that?
1: She just, I guess, listens to the podcast.
0: Oh, okay, all right. Well, I told you, we were exciting. I told you we we're gonna make you get you a blue check, girl. Yeah, right. You can pay for a blue check. Did you know
1: that? That's that's cheating. Cheating. Fake.
0: Yeah, it's cheating.
1: That of. is not real hard work.
0: I guess maybe if you're like just getting started and you're a, you're a real person and you're you know maybe you know
1: if you have a check mark with. A sad amount of Instagram followers compared to other people with check marks. That can't be real. And you know, I'm not
0: sure how all of it works, right? Because, I don't know either. Because I'm not like, I'm not too into it. I, I do enough to just post the videos and, you know, do do some things on, on there. Um, but like, I've been, I get ads about like, grow your audience and, you know, 500,000 followers or whatever. But like. There's like fake followers, too. I didn't realize there was like I didn't know that either. You, know, you can get like fake accounts or bots. I think they call them bots mm-hmm. or whatever. Anyways. Um,
1: anyway, real people. Real people. share.
0: Like, yeah. Like, share. Give stuff. it to your friends. Uh, we, we love to hear feedback. DM us. Give us, you know, give us some feedback. We'd love, we'd love to hear it. Okay. So here we go. Cornerstones conversation part two. As we dig into this, we're going to start with number number four, which is be consistent. Now, this is be consistent in general. So, like, number one, one thing that the the next book I'm writing, which you've got some preview of, uh, it's called the spot method to um, for leadership. And the S in spot is steady. Being a steady leader, you know, not driving your team intentionally through turbulence mm. just because you're having a bad day. You know, it's, it'd be like getting on an airplane and the pilot, like, you know, had a bad night. And he's just like finding every little air pocket. He's just like throwing the passions around. Yeah, exactly. But no, you want them to fly the plane steady and get you where you're going safely. So be consistent. Be consistent also is with your habits and routines. For yourself. Yeah. So um, number one, be consistent with your attitude. And I'll go to you on this one. For you, what are, what are you, what, what are areas of your life that you've been very consistent with in this this first seven months of the year?
1: Um, Just, like, in general? Yeah. I mean, just as, like, a, a personal, like, personal thing, like, consistent, like, I've been a lot better about my nutrition going mm-hmm. into this year, just so I feel better. Um, Because when you feel like crap, you perform like crap. Yep. Whether it's an exercise or you're not functioning mentally properly and same thing kind of similar with hydration i've been working really hard to get better about that proud of you that's been a huge struggle i actually drank two of these yesterday okay my 40 ounces yeah um that was a lot of work but i did it (laughs) um and i think just coming into like a work environment like you hear all the time like people are like oh gosh like Things at home are just, like, horrible or they just, you can tell something's wrong with somebody mm-hmm. that doesn't involve work. Yep. And not that anybody can't have a bad day. Sure. But one of my, I guess, cornerstones or things that I try to do on a daily basis is show up for other people positively.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't bring anything at home to work because, frankly, nobody probably cares.
0: N- nobody Second cares. of all. Yeah.
1: It's not their problem. Right. To worry about it. Yeah. And and not that to say I would never support somebody who was struggling and I would hope somebody would do that for me, but sure. At the same time, work life balance, quote unquote. Yep. Life can't be a part of work. It's it's impossible yeah. to perform properly appropriately. So that's been one of the things and I've improved upon, you know, everybody's different stress levels mm-hmm. and working hard at that will help you focus on your team and so they can get better and also learn how to have a similar relationship and find their own separation.
0: So being able to find some balance for you is what you've been consistent with.
1: Yeah. Like I don't check things as
0: mm-hmm.
1: frequently as I used to, yep. like obsessively. Yep. And
0: it's a hard thing, man.
1: And it, it's really challenging. It's a hard thing. I I have three very new managers mm-hmm. and the amount of care that goes into it yep. is hard. And it's sometimes, and I have had conversations recently too. It's like, you also have to come to terms with the fact that not everybody cares as much as you do. <laughs> yep. And that'll stress the heck out of you. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, find a separation.
0: Yeah. That the separate, I'll get, I'll get back to consistency, but the separation part is so important. And I know for me, for years, I had no separation. Mm hmm. Like I was twenty four seven working, and uh, you know, w- this year one thing that that I was trying to find was some balance with that. So the the show, preparing for the show, I I literally don't have time for anything else. With you know, I'm doing technically twelve gym sessions a week. Woo. So I so I do workout cardio, then I go back and do cardio out in the afternoon. So. You know, two times a day, I'm in the gym, times six days of the week. And then my normal job. Right. This and everything else, having a wife and trying to keep, you know, so I've I've had to intentionally cut things out. And and I've intentionally cut out some I don't wanna say relationships, but I've cut out the frequency that I would maybe just waste time calling somebody. Not, not that it's not important, but for me, what's more important right now is my wife in mm-hmm. in this in this time of of prep. So, um, you know, we've we we each week we've tried to like do something different. Like one week it was like, okay, we're gonna cook dinner together, we're gonna eat, and then we're gonna go hang out in the pool. And it was like what like seven o'clock at night. It's like so we're eating. We spend like thirty minutes just hanging out in the pool, chatting and talking, and then I'm in bed by like eight thirty now. No, mm-hmm. but uh. But the thing is, is like I've I've found balance there, yep. but I've had to intentionally cut something out, which is not fun. And it might creep back into my life after the show's over, but there's there's some ebbs and flows there. So um other things about being consistent, you know, with with how I interact with people, with how I talk to people, regardless of how I'm feeling, like you said, it doesn't matter what's happening outside of there. Mm-hmm. It's what's happening in that moment with that person or whoever you're talking to. But also your, the habits and routines, you have to be consistent with those things. And I think the best example is, for me personally, is I had, to, I had I went to the dentist and I had some issues that I had to get addressed and I had to get a deep cleaning because hadn't been in a while. And the little probe, they stick down there, numbers weren't good.
1: Ugh, the gingivitis test.
0: And so then, I, so, and, and my wife being a dental hygienist, she was not, you know, impressed. Um, <laughs> the higher the score is not good. No. But I was like, fine. So I got a water pick. I started pressure washing twice a day. I went back last week and my numbers were like, you know, extremely better. It was like, you know, no more deep cleans, no more that. Everything's good. Like, I think I was like ones and twos or whatever. But like, uh, the thing is, is I committed to that. I think this was back in like March. Every day. I haven't missed a day. First thing in the morning, last thing I do before bed, I pressure wash those gums. And it's like, been consistent. Now I, now it's not even I think about it or I, like, I have to go do that. It's just part of what I do, you know? Right. So it's being consistent with those things and being consistent over time, you benefit. It's like exercise. You can't exercise once a week and be like, I'm going to be good at it or I'm going to get where I need to be. So be consistent. Number two, number, number five, give yourself non-negotiables. Go ahead. You got something to say. I can see it.
1: Standards, people. What are your standards?
0: You have to have standards for yourself.
1: And your own personal expectations of how other people should treat you, how you should treat people, how you should react to things on a daily basis, how you should perform at work. Like, What are your non-negotiables for yourself?
0: Not giving yourself non-negotiables is allowing yourself the door For anything to happen to you,
1: we talked about options last, was not, well, I guess not part one of this, but the episode that we recorded before that was if you give yourself too many options, Mm -hmm. you will, I I almost guarantee you, you will not pick the right one.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) There's too many doors.
0: Yep. And when when you don't have, when when you're not giving yourself those non negotiables, then you're literally walking into a candy store. Mm hmm. And everything's on the table.
1: Look, I'm a sweets person and I will grab everything
0: mm-hmm.
1: or just implode internally because I can't function.
0: Do you think <laughs> Do you think this is a self-control issue or a willpower issue or are they the same thing? Because I think it's important as leaders or as, as people in general to have a non-negotiable for a period of time. So for example, you know, people do like, what is it like? January, they don't drink booze or whatever. What's it called?
1: A dry January.
0: Dry January, or like no, no booze November or something like that.
1: You mean no shave November?
0: No, uh, that's or different.
1: You grow mustaches. That deserves some self control, people.
0: Uh, I, well, I, I do Pustaches. no I do no shave November, but I don't do a stash. I do the beard. Right. Oh, okay. This is short as my beard's been in a long time. Yes. Um, probably since you've known me.
1: No, 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 no. You almost shaved your face entirely like a couple months ago. That
0: was an accident. Yeah, I, yeah. I messed up in my clippings. I didn't even recognize you. I know, neither did my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, yeah, so dry January. That's a non-negotiable. You gave yourself a non-negotiable, said I'm going to not drink for the next 30 days. Right. I think it's important to exercise your willpower just like you exercise your muscles, your mind, all those things because at any point in time, being able to just cut off. Hey, I'm going to stop, boom. I'm gonna do this. Like uh, last year, before convention in September, I cut off September first. I cut off booze. I cut off and like I don't booze a lot. Like you know, mm-hmm. I drink like a glass or two of wine on a weekend. Right. That's it. And and typically it's just it's Friday or Saturday night. It's not both. Mm-hmm. And Sunday I don't do it all. Even if it's like you know Sunday, fun day in the pool. I don't. I I'll, I'll grab a, a lacroix or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like a, just a sparkling water. But uh, but I cut off booze caffeine caffeine's a big one mm. especially for us uh, it, and then and then when we got to san diego we went to my my wife's brother's house my brother-in-law and they had an espresso machine i didn't know it was different than a keurig mm. there was like here's our coffee maker and i was like okay cool put the pot in boom push a button Here out comes. And i was like oh smells pretty good i downed that thing right and i was drinking decaf coffee so there's an argument, maybe there's caffeine in there, whatever. Regardless, I wasn't drinking tons of caffeine like I was before. I got this espresso. Dude, I was lit up. Mm. The good news is, we had a, we had a, a Orange Theory class booked like, an hour after I had drank it, so I got a chance to like, expel some of it. Right. Woo! (laughs) I got hit hard, dude. Mm. But, but non-negotiables are great. I think it's really important to exercise willpower by giving yourself, yes, it is. And, at certain times in your in your life, you have to be able to just cut off.
1: So I think there's like a couple different sides to non negotiables. There's like one mm-hmm. of the things that you're going to do for yourself every single day. Like for example, I started taking greens and a probiotic yeah. every single day. Yep. Huge difference. Yep. But then you have the other side of non negotiables, which I kind of like we talked about earlier, is like standards and expectations yep. for just like guess, life in and, and general. Yep. So there's two different sides, like what's going to be really good for you that you should be consistent with on a daily basis that will help you mentally, physically, emotionally. Mm-hmm. And then what are your non-negotiables for how you treat people, how you perform at work, um, how other people should treat you? What are you going to allow into your life? Those kinds of things.
0: And I think the, I, the reason that I have these two next to each other is because they're, they bleed into one another so for example when I give myself non-negotiables it allows me to be consistent right so like the greens greens I think are amazing Mm -hmm. Uh, I wish I could have some right now Um, (laughs) but there's you know 50 calories or 30 calories per thing and whatever but uh, you know I think they're expensive yep so it's like the non-negotiable was I need to do this for my health so which means something else is getting cut out Mm-hmm. so the non-negotiable is I need to take greens and probiotic and I need to use money there. Where am I cutting money from somewhere else? because if not, then I'm not living a certain lifestyle that I want and that's the other thing I think is is people that don't have any willpower around finances. Mm-hmm. that's why they always struggle is because they don't have the willpower to turn off the Amazon. Hey, it's prime day, big deal, yep, you saved five bucks. Merry Christmas, you know, like yeah. Nope. Oh, it's
1: on sale. I have to get it.
0: Yeah. No, it's not.
1: Like it'll it'll still be there. It's just it'll be there. More expensive.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and if you really needed it, you would have bought it when it was five dollars more expensive. Yes. You wouldn't have waited till maybe it goes on sale. If you really needed it, you would have bought it when it was five dollars more. Yes. Chances are, if you if you bought it when it was on sale, you don't actually need it. Mm-hmm. Um. So, anyways, non negotiable. Last one. Well, no, it's number six. We got one more. Yeah. That's, that's episode three. three. Stop being afraid to fail.
1: My favorite
0: one. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Tell me.
1: I think it's the biggest thing that holds you back.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be- being afraid to fail?
1: Yes. I feel like I have this conversation a lot. And mm-hmm. if you... It's, again, it's all a mindset thing. If you are scared to try something, you don't put your name out there, you... Don't go for the shot in a game. Yep, you're already failing.
0: You, yeah, yep.
1: By not doing it.
0: Yep. Because I agree with you, that.
1: You're literally just setting yourself into a pot, and like that's that's it. You're never going to succeed because you're not giving yourself the opportunity to succeed.
0: You're like Bubble Boy.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> you know, you, like everything, everything scares you. I'm afraid to take the step. I'm afraid to ask the girl out. Ask her out, dude.
1: Failing is not a bad thing.
0: Yeah. Being told no isn't a crushing thing. No. Hey, if you ask for the job and they say no, then ask, what can I do? So the next time I ask, you say yes.
1: What could I have done better?
0: Yeah. If you ask the girl and she says no, hey, what does a guy like me have to do to get with a girl like you? You're going to find out. No. And then maybe she says, you know what? I actually kind of like that. And uh, when can we get coffee? But but, but but if she says no, you just put your head down and walk away, dude, you're not going to get a girlfriend. And if you do, it's going to be a catfish on freaking Twitter or t- Tinder, or whatever it's called. It's terrifying. Maybe Twitter. Uh, <laughs> but be, don't be afraid to fail. Fail. I think if you fail and you don't learn from it, that was a mistake. Shame on you. Mm -hmm. But if you fail and learn, I think that's where some of the best lessons in life come in. And I was listening to a podcast this morning when I was walking my dog and they're talking about failing, which I thought was ironic. And it was like, dude, we failed so much in our first couple of years, but that was the foundation of our current success. Yep. And I think it's, you know, so important that, that we're not afraid to take the step, not afraid to take the risk because it's like most times the chances of the risk I'm sorry, the chances of the reward far outweigh the risk of the fail, mm-hmm. you know, and I think you can't be afraid to fail. You'll you, you, you you'll never learn, you'll never grow, and you'll never get to where you actually want to be because, I, again, I think the reward far outweighs the risk, generally speaking.
1: Feel the fear and do it anyway. It's another, I, I love bringing up quotes that I live by mm-hmm. There, I ingrain them into my brain. Yeah. And... It's, like, growing up horseback riding, like, probably, like, one of the most unpredictable sports that you can do. hmm And you cannot be scared, like, physically. hmm Because it'll totally screw everything up.
0: Yeah, I'm scared when I ride a horse. Though. Yeah.
1: But, and, and I was correlating back to that because, obviously, like I say, that's what I grew up doing. But, like, you literally cannot let that hold you back because Enough. it's like a mirror, right? That horse will do everything that you do. So... That was ingrained into my brain. Like, you have to, like, push past anything that's holding you back, any fear that you have, any insecurity, and you just got to do it anyway.
0: And it's like, a lot of times, the fear of failing prevents you from finding joy.
1: Yeah, it sucks to live that way.
0: It does. It sucks to live that way. But again, that goes back to also your inner critic. That's why all of these intertwine and our cornerstones because they all work synergistically together is your inner critic is the one who's like don't do it you might fail or or you will fail and i think that's the worst one is like not you might you will and it's like well i definitely believe that and if you believe that then you've are you you're you're never going to move anywhere you're just going to be stuck you might as well put your feet in concrete Hmm. and become a statue because you're not going anywhere yep so don't be a statue uh so these are six cornerstones. There is a seventh one, and it's gonna be a special episode that we're gonna do um, because I think it's it's super important. I, and I've, I've not heard many people talk about this specifically. And I think it is really important, especially in our current work generation is, uh, is, is, is number seven. And so don't miss that. Again, if this has brought value to your life, like it, share it, repost it write it out put it on your mirror at home in your bathroom with lipstick put it in your car so you can put it on repeat but definitely share it with somebody we thank you so much for listening and uh and we'll be back soon very soon very soon talk to you guys later